0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast, where our number one passion is helping you grow in your walk with God. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my mission in life is to do whatever I can to help you develop an authentic friendship with your Father in Heaven. That's right, to know Him and make Him known, These are the two most important things in life. There's no question, spending time alone with God every day is going to improve every area of your life, including your family, your finances, your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. So make plans to hang with us every Tuesday as we grow together in our ability to engage with God in our everyday lives. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I finally jump back into our weekly podcast after taking the summer off, and we couldn't be more excited to share today's episode with you entitled Doorkeeper. Sometimes you just can't help but wonder, is all this God stuff really real? I mean, is God really as good as we think? Is it really worth it to continue to fight the good fight day after day after day in contradiction to the appealing ways of this world? Is being a Christ follower really all it's cracked up to be? Guys, there are so many conflicting voices, so many seemingly easier paths, and it can be exhausting to continue to stand and believe, especially when God seems so silent and when we continually face the bitter trials of this life. To me, it's all about perspective. And that's why I love this episode, because the psalmist lays out a compelling argument for why God is not only good, but infinitely wonderful beyond our wildest imagination. You've heard it before, but have you really thought through the doorkeeper analogy? I mean, how could anyone truly believe that being a doorkeeper in God's kingdom is actually better than holding a high and lofty position in this world? Isn't this just one of those Christian leader overstatements? Or is it? Could there be something here that can help flip the script, allowing us to receive the important revelation that a tiny bit of God is way better than having the entirety of this world? A couple things to expect. I discuss one of the especially ridiculous lines in Corey Asbury's song, All is for your glory. And Josh breaks down a surprise theme verse for several of our up and coming podcasts, 2 Corinthians 6. So let's pray and we'll get going. Heavenly Father, we boldly approach your throne, desiring to know you and to hear your voice. Please renew our perspective so we can understand how rich and transformative walking with you in a relationship can really be. Don't allow us to think small. Open our hearts and minds so we can see you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and jumpstart this Tuesday's Pure Worship podcast entitled Doorkeeper. All right, ladies and gentlemen mm. what in the world it has been way too long joshua jeff <laughs> it's been a lot
1: it's been such a long time <laughs> it's been such a long time do, do they call it a hiatus <laughs> uh, Jeff, I, I'd appreciate it if you never said or that a, word again. Or I, don't a even know, I don't even know what a hiatus is, but <laughs> see the high I think, hiatus. I think I got that hiatus back in fourth grade one time. I was knocked out. As, I was in. I was out of school for two weeks. Got that hiatus. <laughs> yep,
0: yep. It's like we took a break. I think is better what to he say. <laughs> hey, but I've missed you, man. Oh man, like, see, miss, I missed you, mm, and I missed like hanging out and having mm, our little conversations. Mm. And of course, we've had. Uh, at least two or three people that have also said out there that they missed our conversations. It might have been a little more than that, but uh, missing these podcasts. I think the last one was uh, back in the late spring of yes. two thousand of eighteen hundred and eighty nine. <laughs> it seems no, like sorry, a, sorry. It's two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Yes. Just earlier this year. Yeah. But it, it's it's been
1: good, man. I, I I've needed a little breaky poo, and yeah, uh, yep. God's been moving. Awesome, uh, with you, with me, and, and it's it's, yep. it's cool. So it's just good to be back here, brother. And
0: uh, Hey, what you been doing this summer, man? Give I, us like a little bit of a, just a little scoop on what Josh Edwards has been doing. Well, Jeff, uh, it's really none of your business. Hey, so. Well, there you go. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thanks for coming to the Pure Worship <laughs> Podcast. Not so pure today, but
1: um. <laughs> it's going to be Jeff just here on out. No, uh, man, the Lord's been doing some cool stuff, uh, just doing outreaches in Minnesota, in Itasca County, up north. Up in the Northland, Mm -hmm. and uh, man, it was it was powerful, and it was it it was. Challenging and just the good, bad, ugly. It was awesome. It was good. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that
0: ministry sometimes is challenging. Mm, yes. difficult very ugly. Ugly. Oh, ser- yes, I mean, it on. it is, man. Sometimes that's, that's kind of um that's. I don't know. I think that's irreverent for you to say something like that. You know, that, man, man. Ever since I became a
1: missionary, I feel like it's the best of times, the worst Ooh. of times, all the times. Kind of like parenting. Anyway, sorry. Oh, right, that was a whole other man. <laughs> What you been doing, man. You just had something at North Central University. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had the conference.
0: big NCU Leadership Conference. You yeah. Know? Uh, great time. Uh, some amazing speakers just making the way for the Lord. Uh, amazing like teaching for pastors leaders uh worship leaders all that stuff those of you who remember the pure worship institute we did that for 10 years uh but paused after the 2017 gathering and didn't have anything the summer of 2018 Mm -hmm. but this fall relaunched um I wouldn't say it's the same thing as Pure Worship Institute, but it's another thing. Uh, really trying to just pour into leaders in the church that uh, to help them, help them focus on uh, their own relationship with God, how to lead others, all that stuff. So it was really that's powerful. awesome. And you've also been doing a bit of writing, I believe. Oh yes, I have. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, I have. Yep. How's so, that going? Though? Yeah, a lot of people would know that this podcast kind of started out of doing some. Kind of going through the chapters in my first book, Awakening Pure Worship. And so uh, we're going to kind of still stick with some of those themes, even though, as you mentioned, I'm actually about 82,000 words into the next Mm -hmm. book. Uh, I'm super pumped about it, man. I mean, this, I think this is the book that people would expect me to write. And so um, there's and there's more beyond that, but I need to write this one. This is your worship leadership handbook. Cool. Like This is how to. And when I say that, I don't mean like how to lead songs, although there will be some of that. It's how to build the culture of awakened pure worship into your teams yeah. and into your congregation. Right. I That's mean, it, if cool. all I could say was, um, "Have you ever been frustrated as a leader, and you know your band is either super talented or whatever, but maybe they're just not quite getting it in the worship sense?" You know, we've all yep. kind of been there, musicians. We struggle with those things. So, how to instill this culture of pure worship? Is there a way? Are there some things you could do? Some keys uh, you can't manipulate it or control it, yep. but are some things that you could do as a leader to help your team get it? Yep. So that when they're on the stage, it's not just this fluff or, hey, we're playing the songs good, but the stuff behind the scenes is ugly. Uh, and then have you ever looked down into your congregation and kind of going, oh man, they just are staring at us like we're performing. Yeah. They're sipping on their coffee, looking at their watches yeah, and all that. Man. Yeah. Would there be some things that you could do that come directly out of the scripture mm-hmm. that help us as leaders to begin to cultivate that got heart of pure worship in our congregations, man, I feel like the Lord has given me key after key, after key, after key. So this is going to be, uh, it's going to be a significant book. I think it'll be probably three, three parts in one yep. kind of thing. Man, so for me as pops. a
1: young, as a young musician or even like a young worship pastor back, you know, um, 28,000 years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, cause I'm old now, man. Dinosaur. But, but I, 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 it was, there was something beautiful in trying to kind of fumble your way through and really leaning on the Lord and really depending on the Lord and there's something really cool to that absolutely I think I would have um, given my left kidney <laughs> oh for man, somebody so just to kind
0: of, I know dude, maybe <laughs> that's a word for somebody out yeah, there or not. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> Can you imagine there's somebody actually right now, listening to this podcast and they're praying about <laughs> the actual giving. This is your moment. Sorry. I'm sad. That's horrible. Well, we may have to edit that out. No, nope, <laughs> You keep that in baby. Wait, no, but I, I, are you saying they should take it out or keep it in? Oh, oh, God, man, come on, man. man.
1: What's the word? Horrible. This is dad joke material. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, man, but I'm just saying, I think I would have loved and really appreciated having some kind of just some helpful hints and, you know, uh, I think that would have been really valuable to me as a young worship pastor. And so anyway, I, I'm, I'm praying for this, man. I think it's going to really touch a lot of people and touch a lot of worship teams. And, and I, I personally have been waiting for this book for a long time,
0: man. I feel like the Lord wants to help us, um, you know, some people don't realize that as, as worship leaders that we do have a role to play. We're not manipulating people. We're not trying to, but we, we're culture builders and we're, we're not trying to build any culture, but the kingdom. Yeah. So that's all we're talking about in that book. And I can't wait because we'll do podcasts on that. A yeah. lot of that stuff. Uh, it's totally different material than just the intimacy friendship stuff that we talk about in awakening pure worship, but how can we instill that to other people? So I'm, I'm pumped about it. Can't wait, but keep me in prayer, please. Um, just the time to finish it. And then also really a partner that would come alongside to help get the word out. Yeah. Um, cause I don't, I don't have that solidified yet. Um, and just really seeking the Lord as to how he wants me to do that. Very cool. So yeah. Yeah. though. So today, people, let's go ahead and start talking about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, We've kind of, we just sat and been talking through about four different podcasts that we feel like we didn't realize this was going to happen, but it kind of, they kind of weave together in a unique, unique way. Yeah. Um, This first one, I believe we're calling Doorkeeper. Yeah. And uh, man, we're going to get into what all that means, but... uh, I'm going to have Josh just get us started here with a scripture yeah, uh, from 2 Corinthians 6. And kind of this is going to be one of those scriptures that kind of uh, really, it touch, we could probably use it to touch on all four of these next podcasts. Totally. So. Like Jeff
1: said, we didn't really script this at all. It just kind of like all kind of came out. And it's really, we're hanging our hat on this. And uh, it says this in, in 2 Corinthians 6. For we are the sanctuary of the living God. As God said this and just want to preface this guys this is a whole mishmash of scriptures uh, together we're talking like leviticus 26:12 we're talking about jeremiah 31:30 30. right like, he, so like, paul is actually quoting the scriptures from the old testament and bring them together in one message it's literally this whole mishmash thing and and he's pulling from the old and he says this wow. i will dwell among them Uh, man, we're going to be talking about in a future podcast of what's so great about heaven and spoiler alert. That's Uh the best thing about it, man, is Uh that his dwelling will be among men. It says, I will dwell among them and I will walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. You guys have heard this all throughout the old Testament when he's talking to Abraham, when he's talking to uh, uh, Adam and Eve, when he's talking to all sorts of uh, crazy old Testament characters, he says that was the whole goal from the beginning. I will be their God. They will be my people. And then it says this kind of randomly verse seven, quoting another Old Testament passage, uh, out of Isaiah. It says this, therefore come out from among them and be separate. Says the Lord, do not touch any Mm. unclean thing. And I will welcome you. And then finally, verse 18, still quoting these mishmash of scriptures says, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord almighty. Wow. So talking about f- the Lord being a father, uh, coming out from them, co- the Lord beckoning us to come away. I mean, there's all this loaded thing. And you guys will just see in the next few weeks, uh, these episodes that are going to unfold.
0: That's good, man. Um, yeah, it's all that's going to kind of weave through. And and you could kind of, you could probably do 10 podcasts just from that one scripture. Totally, man. And it was great because as we were talking about all four of the podcasts that we're going to do, uh, all of a sudden you you found this verse and we started reading through it. And we're like, wait. We could use that verse for that podcast. Yeah. Well, should we use it for the second one or, or the fourth one? Well, wait, we could use it for all of them. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, this concept of doorkeeper, we'll get to a, another scripture here in a minute uh, that, that really we, we get the name for this podcast. But honestly, when I started thinking about this, I almost wanted to call it uh, Put Me Anywhere. Yeah. And the reason is... And I just want to give a little shout out here to Corey Asbury, and there's this song called "All Is for Your Glory." I think yep. it's back in the day, like iHop days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I think I, I remember looking up the the writers, and I don't think he actually wrote on this song, okay, but actually led it. So that's very interesting too. But um, wrote this song, and it's one of these very unique songs. If you've never looked up this song, you need to look this song up. "All Is for Your Glory." Uh, There's some incredible lyrics and if you know me, I mean, part of my heart has always been, hey, what's the bottom line? Yep. Bottom line's fellowship with God. We put ministry above intimacy. Uh, it's all about fellowship. We get so distracted. We're trying to get our identity wrapped up in what we're doing instead of who we are. And, yeah. you know, we're even loving God more for what he's done for us than for who he is. And yep. so we're trying to get all that stuff situated. It's not bad to love God for what he's done mm-hmm. and thank him for what he's done, right? But the point of relationship is is more about loving him for who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's trying to help us know who we are. If we know who he is, then we'll know who we are. All those types of things. But this song uh, is so powerful. I just want to read uh, a few of the, the words here. Um, so yeah, nuts, I mean, we talk about... <laughs> We talk about the one thing scriptures, you know, like the, the passage where Jesus is at Mary and Martha's house and Mary sitting at Jesus feet and Martha's complaining because Mary won't help her with fixing the dinner and everything. And that's when Jesus comes back and says, well, yeah, see, I'm not going to stop Mary from doing what she's doing. Cause she's figured out the one thing. Yeah. The so, better part. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, yeah. like, he's not condemning work there. He's not saying mm-hmm. he should, you should never fix dinner for Jesus. I mean, yeah. Jesus was eating and he, he, I'm sure he probably ate that day part of what Martha fixed but he said if you have to choose he's setting up a priority mm-hmm. there yeah. sitting at the feet of Jesus is more important if you gotta choose than it is serving Jesus with food yep. because we also know Jesus said when he was at the at the well with the, uh, the when the disciples came back he's at the well with the, the woman yep. Yep. he says mm-hmm. I have food that you don't even know about so the disciples are like what did he have a bag lunch yeah, like, what's yeah, yeah. going on he's like <laughs> yeah. no, no, no 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 we're talking about spiritual food he had a hot pocket <laughs> so anyways this song this song um, incredible incredible stuff so it goes like this the verse starts out uh, and this is one of those songs where there's like six sections I mean, there's not like two or three but it just keeps building and building and building and building uh, it's probably like an eight or ten minute song something like that but it says this there's just one chief end to man's purpose so this is a one thing song yeah right there's one chief end what what is that one end you know one main reason for existence all man's vain and high ambitions will one day be brought low. Yeah. It says uh, to treasure you above all others, to love you like we love no other. Your greatness soon will be uncovered and all the earth will then no, know. know what? Know the chief end of your existence, like, wow. like they'll know. They'll, all of a sudden, there'll be this veil lifted from, and this is what happens when you get saved is the veil is lifted, and you go, "Oh, I was made for a different purpose than I thought. Yes, I thought I was made." to have fun on the earth or whatever your worldview is. I thought I was made to be good or I thought I was made to do good deeds or I thought I was made to, and all those things are great, yep. but the chief end, the one main thing, right? So then it goes on to the pre chorus says "Your, you alone will be exalted in that day. <laughs> Worthless goals will be exposed Jeez. as idols that we've made. Wow. wow. Holy cow. <clears throat> For you alone will be exalted in that day you'll be seen as rightful king and from our hearts we'll say all is for your glory all is for your name this is our chief purpose to bring glory to god that's relationship it's fellowship uh by becoming who he called us to be walking and talking with him in fellowship so all is for your glory all is for your name all is for your glory that in all things you may have first place. So that's a hint to Revelation 2, where he says, first love, you've forgotten your first love, right? That you may have the first place, that in all things you may have preeminence, another way of saying first place, right? And then he goes on to this other thing where he says, so put me anywhere. (laughs) Okay, so we almost called this put me anywhere, but we like doorkeeper and we'll explain that in a minute. So put me anywhere, just put your glory in me. As if there, had, if, there, if there has to be a choice between I want to have your glory, your presence, your relationship, fellowship, connection with you versus I get to be a popular leader somewhere. Just put me in a corner, Lord. Yeah. Just yeah. put me anywhere. Just put your glory in me. I'll serve anywhere. Man. man I seriously every time I hear this song I, I tear up because it, it messes with me yeah dude not because I'm already there like I'm saying yeah this is kind of my song you know I'm just like oh just put me anywhere <laughs> it, it humbles me right. it breaks me yeah. because my flesh doesn't want to be put in the corner mm-hmm. my flesh doesn't want to be on a small stage
1: yeah
0: I want to be you know even for good reasons I want to be up there so I can help people and all this stuff I want the podcast to blow up you know I want uh, what's, what's the word go viral. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but man, this song is just bringing it back to the real thing. So put me anywhere. I'll serve anywhere. Just let me see your beauty. Wow. And of course, you know, that's kind of what Moses is is talking about. He's echoing. He's he's like, "Ah, uh, like God, like like can, can I just see your beauty in fact? Like I know you're sending us onward to the promised land, but if if you don't go with us, yes. I don't want to go. Yeah, man. Yes. And we can get into that when we get back to the other one about what's so good about heaven. Because yep. if he was to go on to the promised land and God was not to go with him, it's not the promised land anymore. Because yep. God's not there. If God's yes. not with him, if God's not with, be with. Oh man, okay, so many, so many side checks. But so that's kind of where we're coming from with uh, this, this doorkeeper thing. We're saying, okay, if, if we have to dumb it down, Yep. to the very, very bottom, the foundation, all that stuff. It's, I don't care where you put me. I don't care if I'm famous. Don't care if I have a million likes um, on Facebook yeah. or, or Instagram or Snapchat. I don't care how many friends I have on Facebook, Yep. Um, which my flesh does. My flesh does. Uh, but I'm saying, Lord, if I have to choose, and, I, and I'm just going to say there's nothing compared to, like, I want to see you. I want to know you. Yeah. So many things are coming to my, my mind and no, my no, heart, no.
1: man. <coughs> uh, you know, you got... You just quoted Moses, man. If, if your presence doesn't go with us, then, you know, then we don't want to go anywhere. Uh, wherever your presence is, that's where we want to be. Um, you know, I think of... I mean, I think of Psalm 84, this, and and I guess we could just crack into this right now, man. But if you don't mind, I just, I I know uh, we've been reading a lot, lyrics and stuff, guys, but I just want to, I want this scripture just to pour over you here just for a minute. And you guys have heard this before, you know, there's been songs, uh, better is one day in your courts, Mm -hmm. you know, these worship songs that, that have come out over this, but it says, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord of hosts. I long and yearn for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh cry out for the living God, man. What was the last time you actually just had that be the, the 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 yearning of your heart, just that that you would be in the courts of the Lord, in the dwelling place of the Lord of hosts? Even a sparrow finds a home. Mm. Verse three says, "And a swallow a nest for herself, where she places her young near your altars, Lord of hosts, my King and my God. How happy are those who reside in your house, who praise you continually." Mm. Come on, man. There's something about being in the house of the Lord, praising continually. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. And as they pass through the Valley of Baca, man, remember what that means, Jeff? Mm -hmm. The Valley Valley of of Tears, tears. right? Valley of
0: Weeping, my version says. So the Valley of Weeping. Pain, struggle. Oh
1: my gosh. They make it a source of spring water. Even though they walk through the Valley of Tears and Weeping Mm -hmm. and Anguish, they make it a source of spring water. Yeah. Even in life, newness. Absolutely. Even the autumn rain will cover it with blessing. And they go from strength to strength. Each appears before God in Zion. Verse 8 says, Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Listen, God of Jacob, consider our shield, God. Look on the face of your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. I mean, like, just stop there for a second. Yeah. Like seriously guys think about this for a minute like what is it for you what is it for me what's the favorite place so if you could have a thousand days of your favorite place i don't know where that is you know is that colorado is that the beach is that see um, there's fud (laughs) ruckers there's pizza ranch (laughs) right right. there's that sushi place downtown yes absolutely where is it for you is it (laughs) Is it, Why do uh, I always go like hillbilly? I don't know. Anyway, dude, I mean, I, I was thinking <laughs> Ben and Jerry's, right? Mm-hmm. But what's that? What's that place for you? Yeah, like, that is the favorite place. Like on this earth, where's your favorite place? And think about what you're saying when you say I could have a thousand days doing that thing yeah. or being in that place in that spot with not a care in the world. And this psalmist is saying better is one One day day with you than a thousand in my apps, my happy place, my absolute favorite spot. That's a big statement.
1: Yep. Yep, yep. There's gotta be something pretty amazing about that, you know, to, to desire that, but but what is, it's it's, it's his presence. Better is a day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And then here's the whole thing here, guys. I'd rather be at the door of the house of my God. Or another translation says, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to, to dwell or live in the tents of wicked people. And then it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. He does not withhold the good from those who live with integrity. Happy is the person who trusts in you. Lord of Hosts.
0: Wow, how do we get to that place in our lives where we actually live this out? Where we stop thinking of this as some super cliche Bible verse. I mean, is it possible for us to develop a relationship with God that is so incredibly real that we no longer find ourselves simply longing for the weekend or for yet another cup of coffee or for something else to temporarily satisfy our flesh, but will continually be interrupted throughout our day by a deep longing to know God, to speak with God, to be with God. Sound impossible? If so, what needs to change? What can we do about it? I mean, if you're like me, I don't want to miss out on all that God has for me, and I'd like to believe I can be transformed into a man after God's own heart. Alright guys, we've got a cool opportunity we'd like you to be a part of. The Dio family is participating in a special 10K run to raise money to build water wells for people who don't have clean water, ultimately opening doors to share the gospel. Would you please join us by checking out the link on my recent Facebook post? Of course, by now you've heard of my new book, Awakening Pure Worship, but if you still haven't had a chance to read it, we want to give you a chance to receive two free chapters by emailing us at info at or messaging me on Instagram or Facebook. All right, as we get back to the conversation, Josh relates to those of you who feel like being set apart for God feels much more like being set aside. And I speak to those who have had a deep sense of disappointment for the way in which their lives have turned out so far. So tune in and turn it up as we get back to this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast.
1: So there it is, man. I'd rather be a doorkeeper. So what does that mean to you when you read that? when you hear that, what is that? What is,
0: what are the ramifications of that? What does that even mean? Well, we were talking about it. Like if you're a doorkeeper, you're on the edge of things. So you're, you're kind of a couple things. Like we talked about you're, you're a watchman. So you're kind of like, like who goes in and out kind of thing. Maybe you're even in charge of that. Keeping out the bad. You're watching, you you got your eye out, making sure that everybody's safe, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but but you kind of wonder, well, what is the psalmist getting at? The way I see this is the psalmist is saying, I could have the lowliest position. Yes. Because the guy at the door is not the guy on the stage. Yep. The guy at the door is not the guy with the mic in his hand. He's not the guy with the tuxedo up there in the front. He's not the one that everyone's applauding. He's not the one that everybody sees. Yes. He's the guy who go. he He's seen as the after. Oh, oh yeah, you're the guy that, you know, I passed by at the door. Yep. You know, you're not actually in the party. But I think I love this aspect of it as well. You are because it said, uh, "I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to live in the house of the wicked." Yeah. Well, a couple of things about that. Number one, this living thing. You know, it, it really has to do with being with, right? Mm-hmm. If you're living in the house of the Lord, that means your family. Yeah, <laughs> it's your family, totally. right? Yeah. yeah. So your yeah. family, your your friendship, your fellowship. Your you got dad yeah. there. You got you got your father in heaven. You got Jesus, the Son. Yeah. We're all together in the same house. So it speaks of living together, as opposed to being in close fellowship with the wicked. Yeah. Now the guy at the door, he still is on the edge, but he's getting some of it. Yeah. Because he's out there, he's he's connecting. He's like, listen, I'd rather be just getting a little yeah. than getting a lot of something else. Totally. Does that make sense, yeah, right? Absolutely. So he's like, look, absolutely. a little of Jesus is 50 million times better than a lot of good with the wicked. Yes. Right? Yep. So that's the same thing as one day with God is worth, like if you could only have one day with God, you'd still, if you understood the ramification of what it meant to be with God for a day, you would still, in a trade, give up a thousand days elsewhere. Yeah. If you had the option of, hey, you can go live the good life with the wicked, be wealthy, have all the cars, all the women, all the whatever you wanted for a thousand days, or you could have one day as a doorkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. In the house of God, you—if you actually understood what that trade meant—you would a hundred million times over take the doorkeeper role.
1: Absolutely. So, man, I'm just looking here. This Psalm 84 was written by the sons of Korah, hmm. which is a hmm. whole crazy story. <laughs> but, but it's believed that there was a group at that time. So, I, I thought of you know a long time ago. Korah is from a long time ago, yeah. and but the the deal is, is there was probably a group. a a, a group of Levites that were actually called the sons of Korah that were out of that lineage that were writing these Psalms. And, um, what's, what's strange to me is that David didn't write this, Hmm. but David tapped into something, man, that was so ahead of his time. He, Jeff, he was literally living his life. Like, post cross yep. I, I can't yep. remember if we've yep. talked about this before in previous Not podcasts podcast, but know, so. he was living out of a reality in a revelation post yes. christ yep. crucified in the fourth time so he was setting up that altar of worship he was doing the tabernacle of david hosting the presence of the lord yep. literally living this thing out man yes. like he's being that doorkeeper another thing that i thought about man and we'll get back into it but if you think about if, if you're a doorkeeper yep If you come into a church, okay, the guy standing at the door, opening the door, what does he do? He ushers you in. Mm -hmm. And guys, I just want to encourage and just prophesy to worship leaders right now that if you are in that place of leadership, uh, whether on an instrument or playing drums or whatever, or just singing, Mm -hmm. You guys have the opportunity to be ushers yeah, and, and, and it's like the lowliest state, man. It's not about, sorry, I'm going to say it. It's not about being sexy on stage, man. Mm-hmm. It's not about being the cool guy on stage. Yep. It's literally assuming I'm the doorkeeper. And, and as you worship, you open the door mm-hmm. to have people come in and connect with God. It's that
0: priestly call. It's that Levitical call to you usher know, people in. What's interesting about that is not only, I mean, yes, we, we agree here that It's a lowlier, like not in the spotlight calling, right? Assignment. Yeah. Say assignment. Yep. But think of this. If you were the head of the household, who would you choose to guard the door?
1: Hmm.
0: Just any old person? Or would it need to be somebody that you trusted? Right. That you knew? Mm -hmm. There's relationship there too. So even though it's a, quote, lowly assignment in a sense, there's actually great trust that's happening there and relationship. So it's not like the doorkeeper is outside of the party and has no connection. In fact, he's been assigned potentially a very important role from the master's point of view, even though some might think it's not that important, but there's relationship there and it signifies trust between the master of the house and the doorkeeper.
1: The doorkeeper knows the desires of the master. Yep. Yep. he knows that he knows his heart. Yep. It, there is a deep,
0: deep trust there. Absolutely, man. That's that's a cool thought. Yeah. So uh, another thing that we're thinking about, we're thinking about some friends. Yeah. And even you know, some of our own story, mm-hmm. and and how sometimes God uh, takes us places that seem like demotion. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like the doorkeeper. It seems like a demotion if you're like maybe the master of ceremonies or something like that. Yeah. Uh, It seems like a demotion, but in actuality, uh, it is showing great trust and it's building character and those types of things. Uh, One of the people that you brought up Mm -hmm. was our mutual friend, Jonathan Lee. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we, we don't want to bring this out to try to, you know... Uh, put his story out there and I I think he'll be fine with us talking about him Um, (laughs) behind his back in in public you know (laughs) but it's because we love him so much and what we've seen but I mean let's just simplify the story to say um, he was in Nashville Mm -hmm. you know and he's written some big songs that with a lot of know. big people. Yeah, yeah. People, uh, we could just do a bunch of name dropping, yep. uh, publishers, you know, writing for big artists, yep. uh, that type of thing. And he really felt like the Lord called him to the middle of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not saying that Iowa is insignificant or that mm-hmm. the people there aren't loved and significant. Totally. But when you're in the city of Music City and you're trying to make yep. it big and all that stuff, you have these dreams. You feel like God's called you to pull up your roots and go. Somewhere that feels like it's the middle of a cornfield. Yep. Uh, even though it's a great church there that he's serving at. Uh, sometimes it feels like even pushed aside
1: yeah can you talk a little bit about that yeah man so what i wanted to bring kind of to the table here is we started with second corinthians 6 man and going into that whole mishmash remember that mishmash of yep. Old Testament verses it talks about being separated to God mm-hmm. it talks about okay what, you know you, what does the sanctuary of the living god have to do with idols yep uh right and so sometimes you guys when especially worship leaders pastors people in ministry or really we're all the royal priesthood. When you're called to be set apart to God, mm-hmm. sometimes what that's gonna look like, guys, and how it's gonna manifest, even in my life, Jeff's life, and especially in, in Jonathan's life, sometimes it looks like you're set aside. So yeah. when you're set apart to God, sometimes it looks like you're set aside oh, on the yeah. shelf. I
0: think people can relate to that. Right? Yep. I mean, what what about you? Have you well, walked I mean, through that kind of thing? You know, I think this is intense because. Like whenever I think of the phrase "set apart," yeah, we know that the Bible says that's what you are—you're set apart. It almost feels like you know, set apart to boring. Yeah, <laughs> set apart to uh, boring living because you got to be righteous and you can't sin and have fun and you can't. Oh, it's it's the the people who have no fun in life kind of thing. But it's a it's a I don't, it's a double edged sword in the sense that there is this. Choosing where God is saying, hey, I see you. And because I see you, I'm going to take you and allow you to come over here where it seems like you're being cast away yeah. or you're an afterthought. You know, I mean, when you, once you walk past the doorman, you don't think about him anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he's out mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah. So you feel like, hey, I'm, I'm over here. I have a role, but nobody thinks about me anymore once they're in the party, you yeah. know. And so I love the fact that you brought up this concept of set apart slash set aside, uh, because I think everybody can relate to that out there. Like I can relate to that. Um, I think everybody can can relate to this because it feels like there's maybe something, either a dream that you have that you feel like God put in your heart that hasn't been fulfilled or there's been a a time in your past where that dream seemed like it was being fulfilled, but then the carpet got pulled out from under you. Yes. And you got, it came to an end. Yep. Or it seemed to come to an end. And it seems like you've been thrown, you know, I mean, you know, I think Joseph is the guy, right? He, we, you know, we understand he's got his dream and gets from you, Lord. And, and, uh, but then everything goes bad from there. It yeah. seems like he, I mean, come on, he had to have felt cast aside. Yes. Even better than set aside, you know, it's like, but I, I can relate to that myself too, just cause I feel like, I mean, you were saying it earlier, you know, I mean, I don't really like to, to go down this path, a whole okay, lot. I'll say it. <laughs> People, I like Sonic Flood a whole lot, and
1: my buddy Jeff was like the front guy, and he was like, like I, I don't know, like, but you were, man, you were, you were kind of a big. In my mind anyway, I'll just bring it to me. Sure. You were like a, a big deal. You still are a big deal, but like you were doing the thing that yeah. I wanted to do as a young man of like, man, he's fronting this crazy anointed band. Yes. They're changing yes. lives all over the planet. Yep. But then it seems like, oh, shoot. You, yep. it's, it's like you were set aside, pulled out of yeah. that, because of God's will working in your life and for and it seems like to me if I was in your shoes dude I'll just say like this that I would probably be like man What's the deal, God? Yeah.
0: Well, of course you ask questions like, did I do something wrong? Right. Did I make God mad? Did he stop this because, you know? And you think of how Paul had the thorn, it says flesh, that he was yeah. given a thorn in, in his flesh to keep him from becoming prideful. And he asked three times, Lord, take it away. And the Lord's like, no, I'm not going to take it away because I want to keep you from becoming prideful and my grace is sufficient for you in that. So I need you to be weak so that you can be strong. All those types of things. I think that's that is part of it for me yeah I don't think the story's finished no okay right yep Yep. uh I don't even know where that's gonna go of course um but let's let's just say a word here I think people can relate to disappointment yeah guys I want to tell you something right now I'm just going to speak this over you do not let disappointment take over your life yeah reject that because i mean that's how i have felt at times i've been disappointed i've thought many times and i, I don't allow myself to go down this path yeah. because I, I refuse to think about the whole, what could have the should haves all that stuff uh but but you think about it you're like whoa this band was on the rise man i mean yeah. we were like the next big thing and and uh felt like it came to an abrupt end a sudden like it wasn't supposed to end and mm-hmm. Just think about what could have happened if it could have just blown up for about three or four more years. Man, you could ride that wave for a long time. Yeah. And I think about that. I, again, I try actually not to think about it. And I release disappointment. I say, Lord, I release disappointment. I refuse to dwell on what was past, even success. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that season. In fact, I wouldn't be at North Central University. Mm -hmm. The the gate would not have been opened. It was opened at North Central University because of what happened with Sonic Flood. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, But sometimes, especially when I first came to North Central, I felt like it was a small thing. I'm in a classroom with like 10 or 20 students. I'm used to being on a stage with thousands of people out there, you know? Like this feels like I've been set aside. So how I've combated
1: that disappointment in my life, because I've had it too, I've talked about, you know, becoming a missionary has been a a, a tough thing and that kind of, but dude, How you combat that is, I would rather be a doorkeeper. Bro, how you combat that idea, it's hard to be disappointed when the one thing that you want is to sit at the feet of Jesus. When the one thing you want is to be literally the person who just is holding the door and ushering people in. And I'll finish kind of my part with this. Jonathan, what he told me, man, was he said, I hope this is okay, Jonathan. He said, the Lord told him, do you want to be a celebrity or do you want to see a move of God? Hmm. And to me that goes back to that posture. Yeah. If you don't go, then I don't want to go. Yeah. If you if you stay, I want to stay like <sighs> put me anywhere,
0: I just want to see your beauty. Put I'll serve anywhere. Yeah. If we can get the revelation that being with God is the ultimate goal, yeah. Then whether things are good or bad or we're popular or we're not or known or not, has no impact on our joy, because we always have access to God. That's it, bro. Man, that's so beautiful. Like We always have access to Him. If our joy is in Him, then it doesn't matter what's happening with the circumstances and the popularity and all those things. We trust the Lord with His timing. I believe He wants to use us all to touch people. It might just be your next door neighbor. It might be millions. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but God, more than anything, wants to touch you. And have a relationship with you to set you aside. What what a privilege. I mean, I know this is backward thinking. But what a privilege to be set aside for him. He's saying, look, guys. I know your natural desire is to be set aside or set apart for the world. Mm -hmm. So they'll recognize you and see you and you can be used. But my desire is that you be set aside for me. Yes. He chose me. He loves me. He woos me, he blesses me, and he walks and talks with me.
1: Yeah. As we close here, guys, I want to bless you with this. This is Philippians 2. Y'all know this, but it says this, Make this your attitude. Make it the same of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave. And you talk about a doorkeeper, you talk about getting <laughs> real low. Jesus, the high priest, sets our the, the best example, taking on the likeness of man. And when he had come as a man in his, in his exter- external form, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And we all know the rest of the story after that. God exa- exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that has above, it's above every other name. He has preeminence over all. And so guys, that's the deal. It's, yeah. If you want to go up, you go down.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to pray us out, Josh. Um, and I want to pray for some people out there that are feeling that sense of disappointment, that sense of loss. Maybe there's a dream that has not come to pass or or that seemed to come to an abrupt end. I want to speak life over you that you would grab onto your foundational purpose to be with God. He's setting you aside for himself. Mm -hmm. What an honor, what a privilege. So Lord, I just speak life into everyone listening. Mm -hmm. I declare that disappointment be crushed in the name of Jesus. Lord, that 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 would be cast off. Spirit of disappointment, you have no authority. Mm -hmm. You have no ability to control. We reject you and we just hold on to Jesus. We hold on to the Father. We hold on to the Spirit of God. And I declare that everyone out there who's listening, their value is not in what they've done, but in who they are, yeah. Lord, and that you have set them apart for yourself. I pray that they would embrace that and they would ask you for revelation on what it means to be a doorkeeper. Yeah. Lord, that we could be the doorkeepers of your kingdom, that we could be those who are set apart for you, that, that we really would understand what it means to say better is one day. Yeah. with you, God. So we declare that right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for everyone who's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, podcast family, it's been great having you with us as we relaunch the Pure Worship Podcast with this week's inspiring episode entitled Doorkeeper. Guys, Jesus never asks us to do anything he hasn't done for us already. He was set aside for a time to help others, and now he asks us to do the same. The good news when God sets us aside for himself, it is an honor beyond all honors, and there is always great fruit that comes as a result. Never forget, the end goal of life is for all of us to dwell with God for all of eternity. So, why wouldn't we want to take as many people with us as possible? Every sacrifice we make for this one chief end will absolutely be worth it all. Okay, we're super pumped to be back in action with you, bringing you a new podcast every Tuesday. And next week is no exception. We'll be giving you a fun podcast we're calling Who's Your Daddy? where we talk about the incredible spirit of adoption. To me, it's crazy amazing that God would choose to call us his sons and daughters. So God bless you, and I pray you have a great week. And we'll look forward to connecting with you again next Tuesday on the next episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.